This is Life is Elite, episode 32 for Sunday, March 8, 2015. Hello everybody, welcome back to Life is Leet. This is a podcast of nerds yelling at microphones about things. I am Jesse Hanna, and joining me tonight, as always, is my co-host and younger brother, Aaron. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing doing alright, actually. Awesome. Probably better than me. I'm sleep-deprived. It's It's been a long week. <laughs> I was caffeinated last week. I'm sleep-deprived this week. Let's call the whole thing off. No, let's not. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and do this thing that let's we call... Let's do it anyway. Because let's let's go ahead and do this thing that we call a podcast. Uh, shout out to uh, Blue Fire, our friend Jill, who's hanging out with us in the chat room. Uh, if you want to hang out with us while we record these things live, you can always do that at lifeislete.com slash live. Uh, Please do. We usually Please record do. on... We we do get lonely. Uh, we usually record these things on Saturday afternoon, but I was busy yesterday, so we couldn't. So we're doing it tonight. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get into our stuff for this week. Uh, first of all, a few weeks ago, I promised Link... Oh, excuse me. A few weeks ago, he had something in my throat. I, I promised links to Overwatch podcasts, and I forgot about them last week, but I finally am going to deliver... Uh, there are two podcasts about the announced, but as of yet, not even anywhere close to beta, Blizzard first-person shooter hero brawler game thing. It's like Team Fortress and League of Legends had a baby, not. basically. Uh, but it's called Overwatch, and it's not even out yet, but there are already multiple podcasts about it. And the two that I've been listening to, uh, they both have frog pants connections, uh, incidentally. Uh, the first one is called Overwatchers, and it is hosted by Garrett Weinzerl of shows such as The Angry Chicken, Into the Nexus. Uh, he runs everything over at amove.tv. And Patrick Beja of The Instance fame. He also hosts a video game analysis show called Pixels, uh, formerly hosted a sh- great show called The Movie-licious. Uh, those two host, well, hosted a show called Overwatchers, and there are only four episodes of it out right now. They started it right after Overwatch was announced at BlizzCon, and in each of the episodes, they reviewed one of the types of heroes in the game, uh, tank, support, and damage, I think they are. And in the fourth episode, they just did a mailbag where they took listener questions, answered them, and they are on hiatus for now until more stuff about the game actually comes out for them to talk about on the podcast, but that could be pretty soon. We'll we'll talk in a bit about some news that broke over the weekend at PAX East, and the other one that I listened to is called The Overcast. Uh, It's hosted by Tadpoolers J.F. Dubow and Amy Frost, and it's actually the first podcast for both of them, and uh, they, they do a pretty great job with it. Uh, and they so far have an introductory episode zero and just came out this past week with episode one. And they're going to be talking about news and reviewing two heroes in each episode going forward. So that's Overwatchers and The Overcast. And we will have links to both of those in the show notes if you want to go check those out. Now, as I mentioned, there was uh, some pretty big news at PAX East. Blizzard had uh, their own full panel on Friday morning and made a couple of pretty big announcements. The first one to do with, uh, or the one to do with Overwatch is that they announced two new characters. Uh, 
since the BlizzCon announcement, we'd only known about the 12 that they announced there, but we now... It was so long ago. Yeah, it was, what, November? So it's been, what, a whole... Yeah, it feels like it was a long time ago. It's been, what, a whole four months? (laughs) But the the two new characters that they announced, uh, the first one is Zarya, who is a Russian female strength athlete and a heavy weapons soldier. A very buff, uh, very physically strong and imposing uh, character, and she is a tank, uh, kind of equivalent to the heavy in Team Fortress 2, I guess, Uh, but very cool-looking character and very cool character all around. Uh, I just have to say that the backstories that Blizzard have developed for all of these characters have been excellent. I I, I love reading about all of them. It's it's a really well-fleshed-out world, and there's going to be so much more stuff taking place in it besides just what happens in the game and the second hero that was announced is mccree now if you watched the overwatch trailer you might have seen a kind of gunslinger cowboy looking guy among the crowd of overwatch heroes but he wasn't he wasn't announced at blizzcon well that's mccree and he's a he's your archetypical wild west outlaw gunslinger so, sold uh, yeah i'm totally in he's uh if if i had to pick pick if i had to pick a favorite character right now it would probably still be either chaser or zenyatta but right behind those two is mccree he's jumped right up into the three spot for me and my favorite heroes and he's probably going to be one that i play a whole lot of i personally say mine is uh i think it's winston he's called he's the gorilla the gorilla yeah the, winston yeah <laughs> yeah, Winston's. Uh, he, he's he's the most heavy, like from what I've seen. Yeah, uh, all the, of the uh, mini gun type thing that does more damage right up close. Yeah, I, all all of these characters are great. The design on them is great, and the the writing and backstory behind them is just begging to have a comic series made out of it. Uh, comics, an animation, movie. any yeah, anything like that. Uh, they're they're going to be doing so much more besides the game with Overwatch. I just absolutely know it. But if if you haven't gone to playoverwatch.com and read all of the character bios, looked at the videos of their abilities, uh, definitely go do that. It's totally worth it. And I am just continually at peak excitement for this game. I, this hype train is rolling, and it is not going to stop until the beta comes out and I get my hands on it. I'm so excited for this. When's it coming out? That's uh, all I want to know. Me too, me too. And the other big news that Blizzard announced at their PAX East panel is a new Hearthstone adventure, this time Black Rock Mountain. Oh, boy. Uh, it, it's going to be pretty much the same deal, really, as the Naxxramas, um adventure, where there's five wings, you uh, 30-some-odd new cards, 31, actually, uh, new class challenges, a heroic mode. It's going to be the same pricing and unlock schedule as Naxxramas. Uh, pay 25 bucks for all five wings, five bucks off for each previously purchased wing, or seven bucks or 700 gold for each wing individually. Uh, and it's gonna unlock at a rate of one wing per week that Nexramus unlocked at. And it's gonna be coming out sometime in April. Pre-orders available. You mean March. Uh, I think, it, I think they said next month, so that's my guess is April. Pre-orders are gonna open on March 19. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that it's March. Did they say March? I'm I I I can't I'm, remember. I'm gonna look right now. They said. Uh, so you but have anyway. it in the notes as March. 
I, I, it, it might, it might be March. I don't remember, but anyway, uh, soon, TM. Hopefully sooner than next Ramus. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, next Ramus actually came out pretty quick after it was announced, didn't it? Or was you must or, really be sleep deprived? I, I must. Be. I remember it taking a while for next Ramus to happen. In any case, it's going to be sometime in about the next four weeks or so. Four to six oh, weeks is when Black Rock Mountain will be coming out. Uh, Crossing fingers. New cards, wings, bosses, all that good stuff. Same deal as next Ramus, except in Black Rock Mountain. I'm yeah. in. Uh, I actually got up to rank 15 in Hearthstone last month, by the way. I haven't played Hearthstone in a while. I'm uh, so I'm, behind. I, I still jump in every so often, and it's it's pretty fun. I have fun with One it One of these still. days, I'm just going to binge spend on a whole bunch of Goblins versus Gnome packs. Yeah. Uh, the thing to do is either to uh, dust a whole bunch of cards that you don't need and, or sp- spend the gold that you earn from doing the daily quests on arena runs or on packs see the thing about arena runs is that you can also you also have a chance of getting dust or extra gold on top of the pack that you get with it so uh, if if you want to put the time into arena then that's the most efficient way to get cards and stuff but if you don't then just buying packs is fine too mm. but i I've, I've spent some real money on packs and i've also i also do uh arena runs whenever i've got enough gold saved up from doing quests and so i've got a pretty good collection i've got a solid um zoo warlock deck i've got a good mech druid deck a mech mage deck and those have really been my go-tos lately uh that i've been having a lot of fun with in ranked mode and got up into the mid-teens last month and might try to make a push to go uh closer to 10 this month so we'll see about that. But I'm still having fun in Hearthstone, and I'm definitely looking forward to Blackrock Mountain. And I know some people, uh, Bluefire uh, being among them, who have a lot more fun in just the single player and the adventure modes of Hearthstone. Uh, not so much a fan of the multiplayer. So, there, And there are a lot of people like that who will definitely be really looking forward to this. So anyway, that is coming out sometime. I don't remember exactly when. I'm sleep-deprived. We'll have the right uh, date or time frame in the show notes when we get those posted uh com is where you'll be able to find that okay moving on now aaron you i think uh, it's the i i i hear the bait i hear the show they played in the background i think do you it's not playing anywhere oh never mind it was it was something that i had on my browser oh okay anyway well, whoops <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I've I have things that I want to talk about too. Yes, I'm a human being. Uh, so uh, there's so uh, this game called Fallout New Vegas is a thing. Hmm. It's a it's a thing that I've been playing a little bit of recently. It's an open world first person post apocalyptic RPG, and that's literally the best way to describe what it plays like. I actually kind of have a originally had problems getting into games like this, but thanks to sites like the the Fallout Wiki, aptly titled The Vault, uh, it's actually pretty helpful for figuring out what the must be doing. Mm-hmm. Which is nice for a game like this, because there's little to no direction. Uh, it's made by Obsidian of Entertainment, using the Fallout 3 engine for better or for worse. Uh, it the environments look pretty. There's some nice scenery, but textures and, and faces are just no. Yeah, I, that's that's what I've heard about Fallout New. And I think I actually have it on Steam, and I've been meaning to 
meaning to play it, but I've heard that some of the textures are, uh, unless you have a really good computer and can turn them way up, uh, the, the, the textures aren't, aren't the greatest. Nor are the faces. They're like, they're like nightmarish. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's got nice scenery, I guess. And actually some of the mods that were originally in Fallout 3 were implemented into New Vegas. So it's that combined with the fact that you fall 300 makes it more like Fallout 3.5, maybe? Mm -hmm. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, and then like Skyrim after it and Fallout 3 before it, it is moddable. So you can do pretty much whatever the crap you want with it. Uh, it's only moddable via Nexus mods. It's not on Steam Workshop. So, mm, okay. yeah, there's that. Uh, and uh, because I've been playing it, I've been thinking, because since Bethesda is getting their own press conference at E3, I have to wonder if they're going to announce Fallout 4 there. Uh, yeah, it could be. Because uh, it's been like three years since Skyrim came out, and people are probably getting ready to move on from that. Yeah, it so, has it has been a so, while, and I still jump back into Skyrim every so often. I've never really gotten very far in it, but... I. Uh, it it is starting to show its age a little bit. Yeah, so it's possible that we might get a Fallout Four, but then again, it's also possible that we might get, uh, I don't know, Dishonored Two or uh, Xbox One slash PS Four port of Skyrim. Yeah, and it could it could be a console port. It, it could be Elder Scrolls Six uh, or Dishonored Two. We don't know yet, but we'll uh, hey. we'll we'll definitely hear about that. Well, we'll obviously, but, uh, we'll know once they have have the press conference. But it's fun to speculate till then. Yeah. But uh, Fallout New Vegas, good game. You can get it on Steam. It's like, and I'm trying to look at the page right now. Uh, it's like, uh, twenty bucks for the Ultimate Edition, which has all the DLC. Oh, it's not bad. Ten bucks for the regular. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, definitely worth checking out uh, if you've it's got a nice game. Ten twenty bucks to spare. All right, I have been. Uh, it's it's been a little while, a couple of weeks, but I've gotten back into Eve Online, and there was a little while where I wasn't playing a whole lot. I, I've still have I've still had my character who is in AIEU, which is the Eve Online branch of the Olaya Yakta Est gaming community. They have the massive WoW Guild. They're in a whole bunch of other games. They're on Steam, uh, just about everywhere, really. Uh, but they've got a really active community, uh, not very big, but very active one within EVE Online. And they're a member of the Brave, uh, Brave Newbies Inc. Uh, alliance and the, which is part of the hero coalition within the game. And I've, I've been jumping back in every once in a while. I, I got a, ship fitted for shooting pirates uh which is called ratting in the game and i've been doing that every once in a while and it's a lot of fun uh a lot of people talk about and uh, one of the first things that you'll hear when people talk about eve online is how unfriendly it is and unforgiving it is to new players uh and yeah it's really hard to get started on it but uh there are a lot of really good reasons to play it i it's absolutely gorgeous environments uh you're you're flying around in space and the amount of detail that you see in space the nebulas that you can see while you're flying around uh the the solar systems that you're flying in all the planets the stars so just absolutely gorgeous scenery that you could spend tons of time flying around and doing absolutely nothing but looking at the scenery and one other really cool thing in the game is that all of the stars that you see in 
in the background in uh, when you're flying around, those are actual stars of other systems in the game. And like, if you set your, uh, you have a thing that you can set to navigate to other star systems. It shows you which uh, st- which systems you need to jump through to get from point A to point B. It can show you in the actual sky where those stars are and what the route is that you'll be jumping to. And it's really neat. Uh, it's uh, visually, it's a gorgeous, incredibly deep and detailed game. The ship art is very detailed and they just recently put out uh as part of one of their major patches uh revamp to how the ships are rendered and shaded so they're all very well textured just absolutely beautiful the music that you hear when you're flying around in the game is just this hypnotizing ethereal uh, heart of space really is the closest thing i can think of to it uh it's incredible ambient ethereal uh very trancey music it's really great and all of it is available for free on soundcloud uh so i've i've got pretty much all of it in itunes on my computer it, it's incredible and there are so many things to do in the game there's mining there's exploration there's wormholes there's pvp in nullsec space which is basically where the players and player-owned corporations and alliances rule and own the territory and you can shoot other people there you can do ratting you can do shipping trading industry in high sec null sec low sec uh people call eve online spreadsheets online and yeah there's a lot of stuff that you can do where you can get really into the min maxing the spreadsheets of how to make the most money how to do the most damage how to be the most how to build an empire the most effectively but you can also just do whatever the heck you want and whatever you find that's the most fun to you. And it doesn't have to be spreadsheets at all. Uh, you can you can do whatever feels the most fun to you. You can play however you want. There are that many things to do in EVE Online. As for how to start, if you go by just what they give you in the game, you're left, uh, you go through the tutorial, it's it it's not great but it's not as bad as it used to be and then from there you're funneled into an epic storyline uh the sisters of eve arc and it's a it's a really good storyline and these are all missions uh, basically like quests in in wow is the equivalent and you go through a series of those and they're really good uh, again not the greatest but not as bad as they used to be at least but at the end of them you're you're left kind of hanging you're you're not really given very much direction after you've finished those. So what you have to do is you have to really uh, have either heard or go find somewhere else some resources to help you keep going with it. And some of the best ones that I know of to help find what interests you in the game and help you figure out what you want to do, uh, there's a, a corporation called EVE University, and they do a lot of new player training. You can go to their wiki. It's called UniWiki Online. And they have tons of pages on there about all the different things that there are to do in the game, all the different ships, all the different kinds of industry, mining, uh, pretty much everything, exploration. So you can go there, read up on whatever you like. You can join EVE University and do some of the classes that they have. They have all sorts of stuff going on pretty much all the time. So that's that's one resource. There's also uh, YouTube channels. There's the CCP YouTube channel where they have a whole bunch of videos about what 
sorts of things there are to do in EVE, videos about what they're working on next in EVE. Uh, there are also community channels. Uh, one really popular one about exploration is called Johnny Pew, and he, he does all kinds of really great videos about things to do in EVE. And then, like I said, you can join EVE University or a corporation or alliance like Brave Newbies. And they also, they, Brave also has all kinds of newbie classes going on that are just instructions on how to, like, since, since Brave has been in NullSec a lot lately, uh, they've moved into NullSec, uh, how, how to survive in an environment where you could be shot at at any time. Uh, and there are also a whole bunch of mining and industry classes, all sorts of things that you can do and get into that are really great resources from other players to help you figure out what it is that you love and what it is that you want to do. Uh, my, the, the thing that I enjoy doing the most, honestly, is exploration. But right now, I'm too space poor to afford a good exploration space ship. Space poor. Which, which is why I've been ratting so much to try to get money to become not it's, it's, space poor so that I can then spend all my money on a exploration ship and become space poor again. Or, you, or so that you can afford space Hulu. <laughs> well, okay, that too. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the cycle of Eve Online. But I mostly I just have fun jumping in and flying around. That's why I like exploration. I like seeing all the different environments, all the different things that there are in the in the game. It's it's spectacular. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you've played it once but haven't gone back to it, it's definitely worth. Uh, I I think it's definitely worth checking out again and going to some of those player resources that I mentioned. We'll have links again to those in the show notes. So, if uh, like I of said, if, if if you've been uh, if if you haven't played Eve Online in a while, it's worth going back to. I think. Anyway, speaking of MMOs, uh, so I purchased Guild Wars two recently. Uh, it was on sale for seventy five percent off. Uh, which by the time you're probably hearing this, it will probably not be anymore. Oh, is it uh, still on sale? Huh? Is it still on sale right now? Because um, it might. I don't exactly remember. Is this on Steam? Anyway, keep going. Uh, well, no, it's not on Steam. I can oh, tell okay. you that. Uh, it's a pay one's deal, no sub fee, but it does have microtransactions, uh, mainly for cosmetic stuff. Like you can buy like a top hat, mm-hmm. fancy stuff to look fancy with. Um, I played it for most of the first ten levels, and uh, I enjoyed myself. Um, there's a couple things that makes this differ from other MMOs like WoW and stuff like that. Um, combat differs a little bit. There's like a dodge roll mechanic. Skills are based... Half of your skills are based on what weapon you have equipped. Uh, questing differs a little bit. There's no NPCs with exclamation marks floating over their head. Pretty much all the side quests are... like. You know the uh, the bonus objectives in Warlords of Draenor? Yeah. Where, this where is you go... pretty much where that... This is pretty much the same concept. You, you go walk to, into an area and yeah. it just goes, ding, hey, do this thing. Yeah, it shows, it, uh, you walk into an area and it comes up with a little list in your quest tracker of things that you can kill. And when you, when you, do, all those, when you do all those bonus objectives, you get some reward of gold or experience. Yeah, it, it's like those. Yeah. Um, uh, your character, based on your class and race, gets a sort of little backstory. Uh, mm-hmm. That plays into like the main overarching quest line of the game. 
Uh, and speaking of which, there are no factions like Quarter Alliance, and there are no race-based class restrictions. So it could be like a char, which are basically humanoid beast men cat things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could be a thief. Okay. You could pretty much be one of the biggest, bulkiest races, and you could be super sneaky. And so it's kind of funny. So it would be like being a Tauran rogue. Yes. <laughs> okay. Only the difference is, is that these things aren't as good as Torrid Rogues. Oh, okay. If well. you could see a Torrid Rogue, they are not playing a Torrid Rogue, right? Yeah. Or you could play, like, uh, Ashura, which is, like, the equivalent of a gnome, and be a warrior, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. <laughs> well, hey, I've got a gnome death knight, so... Oh, well. <laughs> her, her, that her, just ruins it. Her sword um, is more than twice as long as she is. It's ridiculous, but that's why I play it. Anyway, continue. Um... From what I've heard, the game is actually much more PvP-oriented, but I'm nowhere near the level where I could actually do PvP, so uh, I'll I'll talk about that once I actually get into the PvP. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I... I'll talk more about this game once I've spent more time with it. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more of a negative, uh, but there's only five character slots, and you're limited to one server per account. You have Ooh. to, like, pay for server transfers, pretty much. Or if you want more character slots, you have to buy the copy of the game again. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of dumb. Uh, there's a... Uh, I have a link to the official wiki in the show notes if you want to take a look at that, if you're interested in starting the game. Uh, the first expansion for the game, Heart of Thorns was announced a little bit ago, and I believe some of it was shown at, like, PAX East. Oh, neat. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and uh, first impression, it's, it's pretty solid. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, like I said, I'll report back once I've spent more time with it. But uh, so far, it's pretty solid. WoW has had a lot of other MMOs that could have posed as competition over the years. But I think this one is probably the one that's probably, but I think from what I've heard, this one was probably the one that posed the biggest uh, challenge to WoW, even though it didn't really do much in the end. Yeah, uh, that that was what that was what a lot of people were saying when it first came out, and that's a lot. That's what a lot of people were saying about a lot of them. Uh, people when they said first that came about. Out. The Old Republic, they said that about Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Wildstar, Wildstar, that Warhammer MMO that I think has gone, uh, has shut down now. Mm. I don't think it's even, even running anymore. Uh, I don't know if they said the same about Final Fantasy 14. Not, not really. Final Fan, the Final Fantasy MMOs have always had much more of a niche dedicated, uh, following and market as, as opposed to ones that wow. that try to compete with wow like like wow they're go, that go for a wider audience uh a, a larger player base mm-hmm. uh final fantasy has has never had the largest player the largest subscriber base but it's always been really dedicated mm-hmm. uh, uh speaking of which what you said about the um skills being based on equipped weapon that is kind of like how final fantasy 14's class system works you change oh, classes well, there you, go. you change classes based on what uh weapon you have equipped uh, oh well there and you go so it so it sounds like that same sort of thing yeah Anyway, that uh, I I did just pick that up because uh, it it is still on sale until like 
Uh, I don't know, but it said it was on sale March 6th through 8th, so I picked yeah, that up. Yeah, it was I'll... 10 bucks for the standard and 15 for the digital deluxe. Yeah, 10, 10 so, bucks yeah. for the standard edition, uh, and it's one that you don't have to pay a subscription pay a fee for, for to So It's, to it's good to keep it, around so, if, yeah. you, if you are bored one day and you're just like, you know what, I feel like playing some Guild Wars. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Just, just a fair warning, though, if you're going to try to play, try to join the AIE guild uh the server that they're on is full and you can't join it i'm pretty sure lame so there's that yeah anyway we'll maybe we'll start up our own guild on another server hey maybe maybe anyway i think that's pretty much going to do it for this week uh not not the longest episode we like i said uh, i'm i'm tired so we just wanted we we still wanted to get something out because we are here to serve you the listener uh so thank you so much for listening for downloading this episode next week we are going to talk about heroes of the storm and about how badly pokemon diamond and pearl need remakes i uh, i after i finished omega ruby i, I popped back in some of my older DS Pokemon games just to see what like event Pokemon, what legendaries I had in there that I could maybe bring up through Pokemon Bank. And I, I've actually started playing through white again, or through white for the first time. I played black, but I'm playing through white now. But when I popped in Diamond and Pearl and Platinum, I it, it it's it's not good. They they we'll we'll talk about them next week, but there are some things that, that they could definitely use uh, as far as needing a remake so we'll talk about that next week and i'll also talk about final fantasy 14 a realm reborn i swear i'll talk about smash bros next week <laughs> finally we'll finally I've get been around saying to that it. and i failed to deliver but i promise i'll talk about it hopefully yeah maybe. we'll we'll get to that next week don't kill me if i don't if you want to find our show notes which has links to all the stuff that we mentioned in this episode mp3 downloads of the show Links to our Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus uh, pages, links to subscribe to the show on RSS or on iTunes. All of that can be found at our website, which is lifeisleet.com. Or if you want to find us directly, we're on Facebook at fb.me slash lifeisleet, on Twitter at at lifeisleet, and on Google Plus at plus lifeisleet podcast. And when we live stream these episodes, that's usually going to be on Saturday afternoons, but it may not be. So keep an eye on Twitter or Facebook for when we do go live. But it will always be at lifeisleet.com slash live. That's L-I-F-E-I-S-L-E-E-T dot com slash live. I'm Jesse. I write this thing. So if anything at all in it is wrong, blame me. All the stuff that I do is at jbhanna.net or at, at jbhanna on Twitter. That's spelled J-B-H-A-N-N-A-H. Uh, I stream every stream something every once in a while on Twitch as well. That's at twitch.tv slash jbhanna. Aaron does the same thing sometimes. That's it. That's going to be at twitch.tv slash plato zero. And again, keep an eye on Facebook or Twitter for details on when we do that. If you want to contact contact the show with feedback, comments, recommendations for stuff for us to play, watch, whatever, uh, suggestions, audio attachments, all of that can be sent to us at podcast at lifeisleet.com. That is going to do it for this week. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in, for listening, downloading. For me, for Aaron, everyone so, uh, within the sound of my voice, until next week, take care. Bye.